Welcome back, everyone. Another week of Taurus Talk here at SG Taurus. I'm your host, Matt LePan, joined by a familiar name on the podcast and someone who we've talked to a lot, but it's been a little while, and that's Elena Wellstead, the president over at Change HVAC Marketing. Elena, welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you back. Oh, it's so good to be back, Matt. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking about branding, but not in the sense that we've talked about in the past. We've told you about what branding is and how to do branding. Elena's here today to help talk about rebranding. It's something that's happening in a lot of companies right now, Elena. And I think the main point of what we're going to try to get to today is that folks should not be afraid to do a rebrand on their company. Oh my gosh, absolutely not. It's one of the best things you can do for your company. Now, when when you talk about rebranding, I think what everyone gets scared of is, oh, but I've had this brand. My dad started the company 45 years ago. So for 45 years, we've been, you know, Matt's HVAC, but now I want to change it to something new, more modern. I want to change the logo, but is that going to hurt my company? Is that going to hurt my family's feelings if I change the company? Why should people not be afraid to do this? And why should they take that leap of faith? Well, your branding is one of the most important foundational, fundamental things that you're going to do to benefit your company. Very often branding is old and outdated. I think that example you just gave, Matt, about, well, it was my father's company and we've had that logo for 60, 70 years. Hmm. Well, the internet wasn't around 60 or 70 years ago, right? So it can look a little outdated and old. I mean, you know, did the 80s call and ask for their logo back? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You, um, You know, we weren't really thinking about about how to use our brand in a digital space back when many of these companies started. So it's it's something it's something we want to look at. It's it's funny cuz something you see a lot is someone who has like two A's at the beginning of their name or two of the number 1 at the beginning of their name because well when the company was founded it was important to be at the top of the listing in the yellow pages or the, the white pages. pages and, yeah. and you look <laughs> at it and it's like you're 40 years later and you still have the same exact name written in the same way. The yellow pages have, I guess, technically they're still out there, but the yellow pages have been dead for 20 years. It's time to do a little bit of a rebrand. Like we said, people, people are a little bit afraid. And for those who aren't afraid, what are some of the first steps they need to take? Because this is actually a a pretty large undertaking. And a lot of people will think that there's only, a few steps and they miss a lot of the most important steps. What are some of the first steps that you think they need to take? Well, I'm glad you said that because it isn't a simple process. It's not something that should be taken lightly. I think we're going to talk a little bit about some good reasons to rebrand, but once you've decided to do it, there's a lot of steps. We just rebranded our company after 20 years Mm -hmm. in business for some of those same reasons. When we started our company, we were EB&L Marketing for 20 years. Back when we started, we were a very traditional agency. We didn't do any internet advertising because there wasn't any internet (laughs) advertising. Uh, It was all very traditional stuff. Newsletters, TV, radio, logos, billboards, van wraps, all of that. But now we have a full suite of digital products and services And our old name just didn't fit us anymore. So I, I, for one, can say it's scary. It's a little scary to rebrand. You've you've had that brand. It's a a big part of you. Um, You've had it forever. Uh, You're attached to it. That's how people know you. 
it's definitely a little scary and it's no, it's no small undertaking. So, so now that we've done it, I have so much empathy for all the contractors that I make redo their brand because <laughs> it's, it's definitely a PETA. <laughs> it's definitely yep. not fun. Yep. Um, so you, you're going to need to obviously come up with what that new name is, that new logo. Hopefully you're working with a, a qualified HVAC marketing firm. You're going to need to go get a, a DBA if you're already a, an S-Corp or corporation. You don't necessarily have to change the corporation name. You can just add a DBA to it. You're going to have to update your bank accounts, your credit cards. That's the one that that is still haunting me. We, we rebranded. <laughs> back in April and I'm still getting credit cards. You know, it's those monthly subscription things yep. where, you know, you sign up for a year with your credit card and then a year later it fails and you get a notice that it right. didn't, you know, time to update your credit card. So that was no small undertaking and things like uniforms and band wraps, collateral, business cards, all of that, um, you know, it adds up. So it's not a small thing, but there are a lot of really good reasons to do that. And you and I, in our next podcast, we're going to talk about all of the great things that happen when you do rebrand. But I think for now, we were going to talk about all of the good reasons to rebrand. Yeah, absolutely. And you took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say to everyone, <laughs> if there's anyone who knows about rebranding and what it takes to do it, it is Elena. They made the change to become Change HVAC Marketing. And their brand has really you can you can tell the new identity you can tell the new everything about the brand and it starts with the logo it starts with the website social media platforms and then as elena said your dba your credit cards your van ramps your business cards your estimate proposals right there are a lot of people out there that are still using whether it be paper estimates or if you're sending digital estimates well you need to make sure you're updating all of your collateral for that as well. It's a big undertaking, but so much good does come out of it. And we kind of touched on at the beginning, people are scared to do this because it's sentimental or because my nephew, when he was in college, made this logo for me and I don't want to disappoint him, but. Yeah, that's really not a good reason to hang no. on to your brand. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're in business, right? Hanging on to a logo for, for sentimental reasons that's a nice thing to do, but it's not really helping your business. I mean, I've I've had contractors tell me when I've said, you know, your brand really needs an update. They've said, well, you know, my wife drew the logo and I don't want to get divorced, so I need to keep the logo. <laughs> and, I, you know, there's not much I could do to argue with that. But I do try to argue with that because it's not a good business decision. And, and at the end of the day, you know, we love our companies. We're all small business owners. We put a lot of our heart and soul into it, but at the end of the day, it's a business and, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're feeding your family, you're feeding a lot of families. And so you, you want to do the best that you can for that business. And branding is just such a fundamental part of it. It's, it's literally the best thing you'll do for your company. Well, and one of the things too, is you look at for the folks that are using the sentimental reasons, right? It's my mm -hmm. last name. My nephew drew the logo. It's this, it's that. You're you're thinking sentimental, but how many other companies out there are almost the same as you, right? If your nephew drew up your logo for you or you've had the same logo for 65 years, well, a lot of how those logos were done in past times is they looked up what their competition was doing and they copied it, but made small tweaks. That's how a lot of brands were built 
because there was yeah. there wasn't really thought into branding like you said there was no internet you need to show up in the yellow pages and you need people to recognize your name it's completely different now yeah and and you know maybe maybe you're thinking about it maybe maybe somebody's told you that your logo looks a little dated um you know maybe you just purchased the company and you'd really like to update it so so what are some good reasons to rebrand one is if it looks old, if it's outdated, like I said, if the 80s called and asked for their logo yeah. back, if you inherited it from your dad or your uncle when you bought the, the company, there's nothing wrong with, with wanting to change that. That's, that's actually a good signal to your customers. Again, you could be hanging on to it for sentimental reasons instead of business reasons. Don't be afraid to, to take that leap and do it. Another good reason to rebrand is if you're adding services like plumbing or electric, or my favorite is the domotics, the um, smart home products, which Mm -hmm. in my opinion, you all should be adding to your services. What a fantastic way to own that wall. You want to own that wall, right? You've got your thermostat there. You should have everything that's going on in that house. You want them calling you for it. This stuff is it's easy to install. Uh, you, there isn't going to be any special training for your techs. And, you know, then there's, there is no reason for people to call anybody else if you're adding those services too. So that's a really good time to rebrand. You know, a lot of people are taking on a plumbing side, taking on electric, and, and again, those smart home products. Yeah, there's so much consolidation in the market right now. And when you're, if you're one of these companies that's fortunate enough to be able to buy up some of these, whether it be plumping, whether it be, you know, even a competitor and you're, you're kind of absorbing them into your company. You want to be able to have that identify still as the company, if you're keeping the name or as your company, but you want your brand fingerprints to be on that new company that you're buying or that updated company that you're changing. You don't want, especially in, you know, this is, is getting more into the consolidation realm of things, but you don't want the old company to have their brand all over it because that's not their brand anymore. That's, that's your brand. And if you're not doing it because it's just easier to, to continue on with things, well, then you can't expect to grow even more, right? You're fortunate enough to be able to do this once. The goal is to be able to do it again and again and again and continue to grow. If you're sticking with old, tired, outdated brands, as opposed to updating and staying a more modern, staying ahead of the game, well, people are going to recognize you as an old, outdated brand. But if you're updating mm-hmm. your brand, then people are going to say, wow, they're they're new, they're modern, they're paying attention to the market, and it's just going to help you grow. You know, we, we've talked in the past that rule of sevens, right? They need to see you. Well, if you're going to change your brand two years down the road, why not do it now and start getting people to recognize your new brand? Oh, yeah. There's no time like the present. And then just circling back to what you said, you talked about, wanting to purchase other companies. But what about if you want someone to purchase your company? What if you're thinking about, hey, I'd like to retire in five or 10 years. And very often we see uh, contractors coming to us in that position and they've used their last name as the name of the company. Uh, And then they're starting to realize maybe that wasn't such a great idea. Maybe it should be something a little more generic and dynamic because consolidators don't want your last name. <laughs> right. <laughs> it it does it makes doesn't make for a very easy transition. We try to tell new contractors not to use their last name. It can be 
because of all the the new technology and the space we're in now, you know, it can be hard to spell your last name. Uh, It can be very hard to search. And when you think about all of the search that's happening now with devices, with voice Mm -hmm. devices, right? So it's very, very difficult to to do it that way. And then it's, it's definitely not appealing to buyers. And when you just use your last name, you're not really creating interest or telling a story, which is the opportunity that your brand gives you is to tell your story. So we, we definitely don't recommend using a last name. There are plenty of companies out there that have had last names and they've had it for 60, 70, 80 years as their business name. Mm-hmm. And they change it because of the growing market, right? There are some places that that name is always going to be there because it's, you know, it's an institution, but right. not everyone's last name because that's been the name of your company for a long time is extremely well known to everyone. So updating yeah. that and making it a little little easier for people to identify with you is really the name of the game. You're going to be found more easily on Google. You're going to be found more easily in job searches, right? If if a right. if a prospective technician or installer or somebody for your company is searching for you and they can't remember how to spell the name of the company, well that's going to be an issue because they're not going to find you. And you could be missing out on some good talent there. Again, you talked about searches. Let's not forget, we also want to find talent. And we want to make sure that we're growing this this brand and getting brand recognition from prospective talent. And we can just touch on this because, like you said, we're going to talk on this next week. But you want to make sure your brand is recognizable out there to prospective employees because they want to work for that brand. They don't oh, yeah. necessarily care about the past 70, 80, 90 years. They want to know what your brand is and what you're going to do for them right now. And what you stand for, right? Absolutely. Definitely. Your, your brand isn't just for, for your target market. It's, it's also for your employees, for your technicians. It's got to be something they can, they can get behind and feel good about. And sometimes, you know, the problem with, with naming a company with your last name is that you're not the only one that has that last mm-hmm. name. Sometimes something happens even in the news where you're it's somebody with your last name and it's something terrible. And yeah. you know, that that has definitely happened. And then we've had other instances where, you know, you have a very similar last name to another contractor in your service area. And then, you know, if you're getting someone else's customers calling because they're confused about the names. That should tell you right there. That's a that big red flag. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I always go back to, you know, <laughs> something I always nag about, Matt, is does it look like everybody else's brand? Right. Right? We've talked red, about this plenty in the past. Ad nauseum. And I just can't stop myself from saying it again. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's the red and blue, the sunshine and snowflakes. Uh, you know, if you're in Florida, it's a palm tree. It, it's got to be different. It's got to look different. It's got to stand out among the crowd. And if it stands out among the crowd, this is going to answer kind of the next question that people have. If I'm rebranding, how is this going to affect how I'm found? Whether it be people recognizing my brand, people finding me on Google, my SEO rankings that I've spent all this time and money trying to build up working with an agency. Is it going to hurt all of that and make it so that less people find me? Well, if you get out ahead of it, the answer is no. Certainly, there will be minor setbacks in any large undertaking like this. So, for example, your existing customers, 
you're just simply going to let them know. You're going to send right. them a couple of postcards. You're going to offer them uh, a nice promotion for sticking with you. You're going to let them know, hey, we're the same folks, same great services. We're adding services. We, you know, we're still here. And this is our, this is our new name. It was time for a, a refresh. That's really not an issue, letting those existing customers know. And then you're just going to go after new customers mm-hmm. with your fabulous new branding, which is very exciting. Will it hurt my rankings? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit for a couple of months. But again, well worth it. If you're working with a marketing firm, they will get out ahead of that. Mm-hmm. They have uh, digital experts and they will make sure that they get out ahead of that. So you'll see a maybe a slight dip in your rankings for a month or two, and then things should get right back to normal and improve from there. They're going to do, there's some best practices that we do, like, you know, redirecting your, your new website should talk about your old brand so that when people come to it, they're not confused. You know, you might do some video content that, that, talks about the transition, um, your old brand and your new brand together, and then reaching out to all of the different platforms on the web and just letting them know about your new name. You know, so you want to update all of those listings out there, your Yelp and all of those. And that that's going to go a long way mm-hmm. towards getting ahead of, of that that slight dip, but it's it's certainly well worth it. As I said, you know, there, there really was no internet when, <laughs> when right. certainly no digital advertising when a lot of these old established companies started. And we can't, we can't be afraid to, to change with the times because the, the benefits far outweigh the couple of months of, of what a pain it is to, to change your branding. So I don't want to take anything away from that. Yeah. And that's why you want to get out ahead of it. You know, we talked yeah. about it. You want, you want to make sure that you're doing it and there's no time like the present you don't want to be doing this like, I don't know, say right when the first 80 degree day hits up here in New England and people are going to start calling like crazy and you don't want to rebrand that because that that could <laughs> that could cause some problems for your company. Going into your busy season, probably not the best time to rebrand. But we have shoulder seasons and that's really the time where you put in all the work and that way your new brand is out there on full display for people when we start getting the busy season and your brand is new, it's modern, it's eye-catching, and people are finding you and going towards you. And like we said, we're going to talk about this more next week with Elena, but now you have people that are wanting to be part of your brand. And you're growing your brand and you're growing your business just by a couple tweaks here and there. Maybe a name change, maybe a logo change, a few updates to your colors, redo your vans. And all of a sudden, you're a lot more attractive to customers and to prospective employees. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's not a complete overhaul. Sometimes it's just adding a few marketing elements to your brand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just a a tweak of the logo. But you really shouldn't be afraid to do it because, as we've said so many times, Matt, if your logo looks unprofessional, then you look unprofessional. It's so true. And like we've said a couple times in here, if anyone knows it's going to be Elena and change HVAC marketing, they just have rebranded within the past year. So make sure that you're following this advice. And if you need any help, you can reach out to Elena. Elena, what is the best way if somebody is thinking about rebranding or just needs some HVAC marketing tips in general to get in touch with you? 
Well, I would go right to our website, which is changehvac.com. And you can get in touch with me through there. And you can certainly reach out to me uh, the old-fashioned way on the phone. I'm happy to, to talk shop with anybody. And it's 315-685-9500. Elena and her crew really are some of the best in the business. We love working with them. We love talking with Elena. That's why we keep having her on. Time and time again, she's proven that her methods have worked, especially in this HVAC market. That's what she does. That's what she knows. And really, these tips and tricks that you're getting from her are really going to help boost your business and working with change HVAC marketing is really going to help your business in the long run. We want to thank Elena for coming on. We want to thank all of you out there for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora. Really, you can find us anywhere you can find a podcast. Just search Taurus Talk. Follow along on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn using the hashtag Taurus Talk. And as always, catch all of our podcasts on our website or our app sgtaurus.com backslash taurus podcast or hit the podcast icon right in the app I want to thank you again for tuning in we'll see you next week on taurus talk